In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about your Washington Capitals as they fall to the Golden Knights in overtime once again. Let's talk about that game next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this episode, we will talk about how your Washington Capitals fall once again in overtime, this time to the Golden Knights. Uh, It was a great game for the most part, but in the third period, the Capitals took their foot off the gas and they end up losing. We'll talk about that later in the show. We will talk about how the injuries to this team are starting to stack up. We already knew about TJ Oshie and John Carlson, but you can add another name to that list as Beck Malenstein, who laid out in front of a puck and uh, took a slap shot and ended up leaving the game because of that. How much time will he miss? And ultimately, who are they going to plug in in his absence? We'll talk about that. And then in the final segment, we will talk about the schedule ahead. But just to get it going here, the Capitals did fall once again in overtime. And it wasn't for a lack of trying. You know, it was a back-and-forth game for the most part. Charlie Lindgren stood on his head and made great saves. So once again, great consistency from the netminders for Washington. A great change uh, from last year uh, in Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek. But ultimately, it wasn't enough. The Capitals do lose uh, uh, as Shea Theodore sinks the game winner. It was a rough result for the Capitals, who led with six minutes left in regulation. Uh, And then, like I talked about, they lose Beck Malenstein to injury as well. But talking about Charlie Lindgren, he made 28 saves on 31 shots. Not a lot more you could ask for him than that. He didn't allow in a lot of beach balls, shall we say. So I think that Lingren did what he could do. He was under pressure a lot. He was tested early and often. Um, and for the most part, I would say that he rose to the challenge on all of them. Ultimately, he didn't get the result that he was looking for, but it wasn't for a lack of trying. Uh, again, Lingren makes 28 of 31. Beck Malenstein leaving the game uh, was a tough one. I think that, you know, his insertion into the fourth line, uh, it was a a flawless uh, transition into that fourth line, which has seen the most production on the Washington Capitals. Um, So for him to get injured in a move, not a fight, not not, uh, checking someone into the boards, he laid out in front of a puck to save a goal. So, you know, hats off to Beck Malenstein for, you know, going above and beyond. Maybe hindsight 2020, he probably shouldn't have done that, you know, considering. But, you know, when you go into these moves, you don't know that I'm going to do this and I'm going to get injured. What you're thinking is I'm going to do whatever it takes to save the puck from finding the back of the net. And I think that he did that. I think there was a pretty good chance that if he had not laid out in front of that puck, 
that uh, the, they have, Golden Knights would have scored. You know, so uh, I give them an A for effort on that one, and kind of some old school uh, old school hockey out there. Um, but um, ultimately, it's it's a, a sad thing uh, that the Capitals were a minus another player. Uh, a good game for Mojo, um, Marcus Johansson, as he continues to be just a pleasant addition to this team. There were many people, and when they picked them off uh, last year, thought, "Why did we get Marcus Johansson back on this team? Why did we get him again?" Um, you know, he's a bit older. He's been bounced around to a bunch of different teams. Why do we need him on this team? And I think that he is really starting to pay dividends and um, a, a real pleasant addition to this team. He had all kinds of other offers from other teams. He chose to come back to Washington because he is comfortable with the players on this team. Um, he knows a lot of the systems. I know it's a different coach than the last time he played here, but he ultimately wanted to make Washington his home going forward. And it was a good addition by Brian McClellan to go out and pick him up um, and sign him once again. We know how great he played years ago. Then ultimately we know he kind of got bounced around the NHL, but a really great addition to this team. Battling multiple injuries and adversity, the Washington Capitals ran into even more adversity on Tuesday against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, losing another forward to injury, having a, a few scares too. Um, this in Washington hockey. Now they played through it to their best of their ability. And despite strong nights from Charlie Lindgren and Dylan Strom, a week third led to a 3-2 to two overtime loss to Vegas. And there was that moment right as the horn was sounding that the Capitals thought that they got a goal, but it was washed out immediately. So a tough moment, a lot of tough breaks, I guess I got to say for this Caps team. But the one thing I'm going to say again, and I've said this in the last few podcasts, is the net minding has kept the Capitals in this game, in these different games. If it wasn't for Kemper, if it wasn't for Lindgren, I don't think that I think it would have been a blowout. I think a lot of the games the Capitals would have lost by a larger margin here. Not enough press, too many chances against Laviolette said of the third period, um, it was a strong home debut for Charlie Lindgren, who pulled out several stops in his first game at Capital One Arena. The 28-year-old had a couple of 10-bell saves, including a huge two-on-one early in the first period to shut down Jonathan Marcheseau. Um, again, you know, he he does have a spot on this team. He is the backup goalie, but I, the thing that I like about Charlie and Darcy, for that matter, is they come in and they're just, they go above and beyond. We haven't seen this level of goaltending on this team since Braden Holtby. You know, we struggled for a couple of years there with that tandem and Vanacek and Samsonov. So just a real pleasant surprise, despite the outcome, uh, you know, a, a pleasant surprise that they are getting that great netminding from both Charlie uh, and Darcy. So, uh, you know, that's the one thing. If the Capitals can can fine-tune the rest of their game, I think they'll be in a good position going forward because you can cross off your excuse list, you know, that it's poor net-minding that, you know, caused us to lose this game. Now, the problem is, is that the injuries that are stacking up, they're almost insurmountable at times. Um, you take Beck Malenstein out there, who I've been, you know, kind of ringing the bell for him for a long time. He's got that big frame. He brings that physical game and the lack of Tom Wilson on the ice. Uh, I know that you have Anthony Mantha and some other big frames, but none of them really fit the bill of a tough guy. And Beck Malenstein relishes that role of playing a physical game. I heard in another podcast he was talking about that a physical game has been a big part of his game, um, his whole career. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Beck here later in the show. But Lingren finished with 28 saves on 31 shots in the loss. 
It's extra frustrating just because I thought we played well enough to get the two points, especially on the back end of a back-to-back against a really good team, Lindgren said. We put ourselves in a really good spot, and I think that's what stings the most is knowing we were really close to getting to. And it would have been a great moral victory uh, for this team um, to, to end up picking up a win because going into the game last night, the Vegas Golden Knights um, and the Boston Bruins were tied for the most points in the NHL. You know, what a great thing for the Capitals, not to win against a lowly team, but to end up picking up a W against a formidable opponent. And the Vegas Golden Knights are that team. Cassidy, as a head coach on that team, has has them running on all cylinders, and they're playing really well. I do think that the Golden Knights are going to be one of those teams to look out for all season long. I think that you know what I saw last night was a really dialed-in team. Um, the Capitals, the biggest thing that they can hope for, and we'll t- I'll talk about this later in the show, is the myriad of injuries that are starting to stack up on this team. They're going to have to find a way to overcome this. The good teams find a way to overcome. The Capitals will have to do that as well. Dylan Strom as Johansson, uh, after scoring on Monday, Strom came up big again as he drove a lot of play in the offensive zone, generated pressure, and assisted on both of Washington's goal. Marcus Johansson struck early on the power play, finishing off a tic-tac-toe passing play in the bumper spot from Strom and Ovi to make it one to nothing. Um, and like I talked about, just a really dialed-in play. You're starting to see Dylan Strom and Alex Ovechkin playing really well together. And Marcus Johansson, we know what kind of player he is. Again, like I talked about off the top of the show, I think that all you know what I've seen so far, and I know that it's in a small sample size, he's even a better player than he was before. Um, seems more dialed in. He's more mature. Um, just a really solid acquisition by Brian McClellan and you know, just a, a good ability to see down the football field to bring back a familiar face to this team. He's got great chemistry with Backstrom and Ovi and Carlson and all the guys that played on this team for years. So just a really great move. The Capitals' power play now has seven goals in its last eight games. Then with the game tied one-to-one, Strom won a draw and got the puck back to Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Such a great play if you guys saw that. I know that Strom has struggled a bit here and there on the face-off and winning face-off battles there, but he was able to win that battle there and get it back to Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and he slams it home. And it was just one of those fist-pumping moments at home. I don't know if you guys at home, you know, it's pump your fist when they get a goal. That's what I ultimately do. And that's what was one of those moments. I was like, yes, what a great goal. Uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, so getting production off the blue line as well, who rocketed home a shot from the point for his first of the season and first in 42 games dating back to January 28th, 2022. Well, uh, the Washington Capitals, again, we're talking about all the injuries on this team. So then some other news, Ovechkin extended his point streak to three games. He is two points shy of having the 18th most points in NHL history. Garnet Hathaway also went down the tunnel, going down hard in the third period, but returned shortly after to finish the game. John Carlson missed his second game with day-to-day lower body injuries. So just some news around the Capitals, a tough moment. Coach Laviolette after the game says, I don't like the way we played in the third. I understand the circumstances. I understand the situation, but that doesn't mean you have to play the way that we did in the third. I thought we sat back. Um, So that was ultimately Laviolette's take on it, that he thought that they didn't apply enough pressure. And um, 
that was the case on that one. Um, so we just hope that, you know, they can find a way to play a full game. You know, it's not, pl- you know, playing a hard first period and playing a hard second period. You have to play a complete game, and uh, that's going to be the Capitals' keys for success. The other big news before I end this segment here is that Joe Snively uh, was in this game over um, uh, Connor McMichael. So, I think that Snively played pretty well overall. I think what the Capitals are trying to do is they're trying to get some different looks from different players in there. They're going to have to do that even more uh, depending on the outcome of Beck Malenstein and how much time that he missed. For me, when I was watching the game, I didn't think he was going to leave the game because of that. I thought, you know, he took a, a, you know, he hit a, got hit really hard, right? But I thought that ultimately, you know, he would kind of just have to walk it off as they say, but Ultimately, that wasn't the case as he left the game and did not return. As I record this on Wednesday morning, I don't have any other news um, of his current situation. But we hope that Beck Malenstein can come back because he was such a key piece uh, so far going on that fourth line that we really want to see uh, that production going forward. And it's not often that you can find someone that is so plug and play like Beck Malenstein, but I do believe that they have that in him. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about the myriad of injuries. Yes, the injuries are just stacking up. Who is ultimately going to be on this team? We'll talk about that next. Can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, we're paused. Great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Bill Barr's new Remain Flavors Cookie Dough Topper, Coconut Brownie Bar, and Coconut Brownie Topper, White Chocolate Peppermint Granola. It's built take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And Candy Cane Brownie Puff. Build Puffs are like biting into the Universal's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. The revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, only 130 calories. Just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you've tried Built Bars. And the magical, wonderful time afterwards, you're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. An answerable question to say the least. They're all unbelievable and they're all so different. So you can order a mixed box and try all the flavors for yourself. Trust me, I get these sent to me by Built and I love these bars. We, My whole family eats them so quickly. I know you're going to love them too. Built, you got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using LockedOn15 at Built.com. That's get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LockedOn15 at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, at check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. In this episode, we're talking about the different uh, things that are going on behind the scenes with the Capitals, the injuries that are taking place, and then how they have to figure out how to win these close games. Two games in a row where they make it to overtime and ultimately cannot answer the bell and win the games. they got to work on that. 
Um, but in this next segment here, we're going to talk about the multiple injuries on this Capitals team. You know all about uh, most of them. So we know John Carlson and TJ Oshie were the most recent, but you can also include in that now Beck Malenstein, upper body being evaluated. Alex Alexiev, shoulder. Uh, Connor Brown, who's going to most likely miss the rest of the season. Carl Hagelin out indefinitely. Tom Wilson, mid-December. And Nicholas Backstrom out indefinitely. So, wow. Just a long list of different players missing from this Capitals lineup who ultimately is going to be able to fill the void of all these different players on the team. If there were some young players, and it's funny that I, that this is kind of happening because I've talked about this since the this, this season started, is what these players are hoping for. Not hoping for, but you know they're hoping for their opportunity, however it may come. But this is a great opportunity for Connor McMichael and Joe Snively, the two guys on the team, to earn a spot on this team. I hear things oftentimes on Twitter, you know, don't say anything disparaging about Connor McMichael. He hasn't been given his opportunity. Now would be a great opportunity for him to earn a spot on this team. Yes, that's right. I said earn a spot on this team. He shouldn't just be given a job based on where he was drafted. I know that his ceiling, his trajectory is high, but ultimately, you know, th those are just words. We want to see action. We want to see what Connor McMichael has in the tank. We want to see what he can do during the rigors of the NHL season. Can he ultimately step up and be a legitimate player on this team. This is a golden opportunity for him. But the one thing I'll say is that if he does not make the most of this opportunity, there are a lot of guys in Hershey that are itching for their opportunity. And, um, you know, that's what I think they need to do right now. They need to take a look at all the injuries that they have right now and assess if they have someone in Hershey or Snively or McMichael that can fill those voids before you go outside the organization and sign someone else. They also have Sonny Milano, who's itching for his opportunity. They want uh, Peter Laviolette said that he they wanted Sonny to go down to Hershey to get acclimated with the team. Well, I think that he's had time to do that. Usually when you acclimate uh, lumber, it's 24 hours, right? Well, anyway, we're not talking about lumber. We're talking about hockey players here. And I think that, you know, he's had his time in Hershey to get used to the systems. And from what I hear from the different articles, um, and things written about him is that he is playing well in Hershey and he is, he's ready to go. He's as soon as you tell him that he's, he's got a spot on this big capitals team. I think that uh, he'll be ready to go. So that's what I'm talking about. Before we go out and sign these other players, let's see what we have in house first. I think that is only prudent. Following Tuesday's 3-2 overtime loss to the Vegas Golden Knights that saw yet another player exit early when winger Beck Malenstein suffered an upper body injury using his 6'3 frame to block a shot. The Capitals have eight different players with an injury designation, writes NBC Sports Washington. Should both Malenstein and Carlson miss the Capitals' next game Thursday against the Detroit Red Wings, Washington will have to use all three of its scratches on the injured players list unless the team calls someone up from Hershey. The Capitals already had to dip into their AHL well once, but now we'll have to do call-ups Malenstein getting hurt. It is not, it is a lot obviously said center Dylan Strom Tuesday. Try not to think about it too much. Try to go out there and stay healthy as best you can. Knock on wood. Kind of next man up mentality. Lots of great players getting hurt and it's never good to see those are players that you battle with every day, day in and day out, and guys that are playing well too. It sucks to see hopefully a lot of those players aren't long-term. 
that's what we have to hope for, especially, you know, like I talked about Beck Malenstein. He finally got his big opportunity, and he was making the most of it. The overtime loss to Vegas marked the third game this season. The Capitals have had to play down a man or two after a player was forced to leave early. As a result, other skaters have had to skate extra shifts to fill the roles. Winger Marcus Johansson set a new season high with 20:01 of ice time Tuesday, the highest among Capitals forwards in the game. Again, another great, you know, I've talked about this this whole episode, Marcus Johansson going above and beyond. I think everyone is different when it comes to extra playing time due to injuries. Johansson said, some guys, it's good to see a few more minutes. Some guys who already play a lot, it's not. You always want to have all of your guys healthy and out there. It's always tough to see someone go down early, but that's part of it. We're almost getting used to it at this point. It was tough to see from the start, especially on the back-to-back to go a guy down. Again, you know, another guy that was just coming into this team looking for a role and ultimately he he's injured now. It's not an optimal situation here. Despite the numbers of losses they've endured, the Capitals have still managed to stay afloat. They picked up a point on both ends of the back-to-back with Carolina Hurricanes and Golden Knights. Though they had to lead in the regulation during both games, they let it slip away, and all the Capitals go into their day off Wednesday with a 5-4-2 and two record and 12 points on the season. No one has emerged as an early frontrunner in the Metro division, putting the Capitals firmly in the mix if they can go on a, run, on a run here. The prospects of them playing their best hockey right now are low with so many regular contributors out of commission, but the Capitals will have to work with who they have available until they can start to get some more reinforcements. It's tough to say, Johansson said, of whether he's been through a situation before like this with the Capitals. It's definitely hurting us a lot. We're missing some good key pieces to this team, but there's no excuse. We battled hard, and we think we played a good two games. Unfortunately, we couldn't come out with more than two points. And that's, you know, taking a look at the Capitals and how they played. There wasn't a lot of different times watching the game where I thought they made miscues here or there. I think that ultimately the Capitals, you know, played pretty well overall. But, you know, like LaViolette talked about, kind of took their foot off the gas in the third period. And guess what happened? The Vegas Golden Knights made them pay in overtime and they ended up winning the game. Now, just looking at the game in the third period, I wish that that uh, goal that was scored while the horn was going off would have been allowed, of course, because then the Capitals would have, you know, won the game, right? But, uh, you know, that wasn't what was meant to be as they went to overtime The Capitals did not apply enough pressure, and they ended up losing the game. The pleasant surprise in both of that, I guess, is when you get two losses that you can still pick up points on that. So good on the Capitals for picking up some points in two losses. You know, usually in regulation, you you lose those games, and then you just end up losing those points. So good for the Capitals for going to overtime and at least picking up a point in those games. That is what is important. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about what is coming up on this team schedule ahead. What should we look for? Who are some of the players that are going to be inserted into this lineup? We'll talk about that next. Welcome back into this edition of Lockdown Capitals, where it is your team every day. In this final segment, we're going to talk about what's next. So we talked about in the previous segment about the injured players. Now what we have to do is get ready for the Detroit Red Wings on Thursday night. Ultimately, who is going to be in this lineup? We know that Beck Malenstein 
is probably going to miss some time. You know, as I'm recording this on Wednesday at 9 a.m., I don't have any real answers yet. Uh, nothing has been reported um, on Twitter or anywhere else about the status of of Beck Malenstein and who's going to play on this team. So like I talked about in the previous segment, I think that this would be a good opportunity for one of the younger guys to finally earn their spot on this team because we know this has been a busy schedule for the Capitals. So you have back-to-back games and it's put them to the test. Ultimately, they have not, you know, beat their opponent in these games. What you'd want to have happen as at least to pick up some W's somewhere in, in between here, what you don't want to see is these continual losses. You know, like I talked about, the good thing is, is that they were able to get points in these games, but ultimately at some point you're going to want to pick up wins here. It's, it's good that you're picking up a point in overtime, but that's not enough. If you're going to have any chance of going anywhere this season, you're going to have to do it by winning games. And you're going to have to do it by winning games against formidable opponents. You're going to have to beat the Golden Knights. You're going to have to beat the really good teams. And, um, you know, the Dallas Stars, you know, it's one thing to go into the town and play, you know, the Coyotes and beat them. You know, that's great. You got to win. But was that really putting your team to the test? And oftentimes the Capitals have even struggled in those games that should have been slam dunk games, those trap games, if you will. So what they have to do is they're going to have to learn how to play a full game. I know that's not nothing novel to say, but they have got to learn to use what they've done in the first two periods and, and, and parlay that and push that down into the third period so they can play a complete game. Because I wouldn't say that the Capitals have played poorly overall. I just think, you know, like Laviolette said, there's been points where it seems like they've taken their foot off the gas. And then ultimately the other team takes advantage and the Capitals end up losing the game. So that is the big thing looking forward to. Wednesday today is their day off. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. If there are any updates on Beck Malenstein, make sure and follow the show on YouTube um, and um, or the podcatcher of choice, Apple or Spotify. And I will update you guys throughout the day. If I hear anything, you know, the latest breaking on Beck Malenstein, whatever that case may be, if we do find out uh, anything on him as far as his status, is he going to be missing some long period of time? If he is missing some time, is it going to be Connor McMichael or Joe Snively, or do they have someone in mind, Sonny Milano comes to mind, that they're going to call up because it is a busy schedule going forward and they do have some rough games ahead. The Red Wings, for example, are not the Red Wings like you remember them from the last uh, few years. They're actually a pretty decent team this year. And I think that it will be another challenge for this Capitals team. I expect Darcy Kemper to be back in net, which isn't too surprising. You know, on a back-to-back, you put Charlie in there. But for me, if I was the head coach, I would give Charlie some more of the playing time. We do know that Darcy has a history of being on the injured list. So why not split up the workload? It's not like you have a one goalie and then a two goalie, you know, like a big difference between there. I would say that Darcy and Charlie are almost a one and a one a, or, you know, or, you know, there's not a great difference as far as their skill set is concerned. I think Darcy is an excellent goalie. And I think that Charlie Lindgren is also a great goalie. So whatever the case may be, I think for me, again, I'm not a coach. I'm just a fan of this team. I would split up the workload a little bit. What I would also do is I would finally give Connor McMichael his opportunity it's got to happen sooner or later, you know, and, and what I talked about, you know, in this podcast, and I hear a lot about on Twitter is that, you know, he hasn't been given his opportunity. My belief on it is, is let's give him some games 
some real games here and see what he's got in the tank. And if, you know, if he plays well, good, keep him in the lineup. If he doesn't send him down to Hershey, Connor McMichael needs real playing time, whether it be in the NHL or the AHL, he is not best served playing up, you know, sitting up in the press box. He is a top line center somewhere in the NHL or AHL. He's not going to be a good fit on the fourth line left wing. That's just not who he is as a player. Do I think he could do it? Sure but I don't think that really ties into his skill set. So, you know, you got to hope that, you know, maybe he can play a little bit higher in the lineup. Maybe they got to shuffle the lineups a little bit to find him a spot on this team. But ultimately with Connor McMichael, I would like to see him get some playing time on the Capitals, wherever that may be in the lineup and see what he has in the tank. Excuse me. Same goes for Joe Snively. See what he has before we start going outside the organization. There are a myriad of injuries that I've spoke of in this podcast. Before we start going out and bringing in other players, let's see what we have in-house. These names that we hear every year that it's going to be their big opportunity, let's see what we have in the Capitals in-house before we go out and start, you know, making acquisitions outside of the lineup because I think that, you know, for a lot of these young players, it's finally their opportunity to shine, and let's see if they are up for the task at hand. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.